0: What we do here is go back, 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 back. Yeah, good, mate. Thanks for having me. we the of hardest together. in the, the celebrations. I can't say myself, can I? Uh, <laughs> if... you sort of almost going to tell yourself that you're a, you're a big game player or mm-hmm. a big finals
1: player. And so somehow I thought, well, just because I play well as a 13-year-old, I would have to play well in the grand final. Me and Cogs are... Good WA boys and we do get a bit affectionate with each other, always giving each other kisses and stuff.
2: Nah, not really, just, you know, a man. We kiss yeah. the cheek every now and then. G'day guys, welcome back to the Bray and Ethan podcast. Ethan with our second docker within the last month or so in the studio, studio with us. And just
0: like Freddie, he's been someone we've been chasing for a while. Spot on Bray, probably a similar time frame when we first contacted Freddie, I reckon, two or three years ago, and here we are. He's been a very busy man since the season ended, getting recently engaged. Sam Swickowski. welcome to the show, and congratulations. No worries. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Pleasure to have you on. Straight off the bat, is there uh, any background
2: to the
1: Swickowski name, or are you Aussie through and through? Yeah, so the name's Polish, actually. It comes from my okay. dad's side of the family, so a little bit different, but it's it's pretty cool. Um, and my mum's actually Scottish, so there's a bit, there's a bit going on.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah, I was gonna say like I was trying to figure out background on um we we're doing the research for this and there was nothing. It just said Australian footballer. So like <laughs> yeah. this is it I don't know, it's just the name, but um wasn't the typical pathway into the AFL for you at twenty one to be drafted. I actually saw a photo of you playing for box Hill, there's mud all over your face. <laughs> yeah. You've probably seen that photo. Uh what was it like missing out in your initial draft year, even though you did win a best and fairest at the Northern Knights? And did it make it make it sweeter when Frio did um, take you with pick seventy three in twenty seventeen?
1: Yeah. So the journey was quite different to most. Um, I guess when I was younger, I had the dream of playing AFL, but my expectations weren't too high. So I was incredibly disappointed when I didn't get picked up when I was 17 and had some good interest from clubs and yeah, it was, it was devastating. Um, and I think from there, uh, I just had more of a re realistic and, um, down to earth outlook on it all and stuck at it. Um, but at the same time, just tried to enjoy my football and, and so forth, but it definitely did make it sweeter. Uh. I remember vividly the moment I was drafted and I'm definitely grateful actually for how it happened. Um, I was able to sort of get my life together for a few years before coming into the system and I learned a lot of lessons from that. And it was, yeah, really helpful.
0: Would have been a long wait on draft night, pick 73. <laughs> what were the chats like with Freo? Yeah,
1: it was a long wait. Uh, Freo didn't give a lot away. So they, the national draft day, they pretty much said to my manager that I was no chance to be picked up. Really? Um, and, a potential chance for the rookie draft, which I think was the next day or a couple of days later. Uh, But in the back of my mind, I knew that Frio had to take a lot of picks that year. I think we took ten, eight in the national draft and two in the rookie draft. So uh, I had a little uh, glimpse of hope, Um, but at the same time, I reckon, I remember watching the draft uh, after training at Box Hill one night and there was a bunch of blokes watching and then by the time we got to about 73, I reckon there's only a few of us left Mm. and I was just about to pack my bags and go home. (laughs) And then yeah, heard my name and it was probably the most surreal feeling I've ever had in my whole life. Uh, it's just like all those years of hard work and you finally get that reward. And, but then I guess at the same time that just, the journey begins and there's so much more to do, but it was yeah, a very surreal moment.
2: Was there someone else from Box Hill really that got picked up that night as well? That was, would have been at the club with you? Uh,
1: was it just you? that's a good question. I think there was a couple that were a real chance. I don't think there was anybody. Okay. Um. We had a few maybe the year before and the year after, but it would have been cool. Yeah, yeah, no, been. I don't think so. Well, your debut came the next year in 2018, and then
2: in 2019 you were named Freo's best young player. What were the initial first couple of years at Freo, like having to, well, from going to debuting to having Ross as a coach and then obviously being there for his
1: exit? Yeah, it was, um, looking back, very interesting. And I guess the place, uh, the football club, what it is now is quite different to what it was in my first couple of years. Um, I had I came to the club with a bad hamstring injury, so I missed um, most of the season. Uh, I think I played the first few games in the Waffle, was close to playing, debuting earlier in the season, and then had another bad hamstring injury. And then I think I debuted in maybe around 21. I think um, of that year, and yeah, a huge moment for any player to play your first game, and um, yeah, I've quick, really quickly felt like I belonged and started building some confidence and. Um, was loving it. And then my second year I actually was fortunate enough to have a pretty good run and play a fair few games. Not, not quite at the level that I was sort of hoping to. And, um, there were different reasons for that, but yeah, the, the first couple of years and under Ross, um, yeah, very different to what it is now. Ross was very disciplined, assertive, um, sort of coach and learned some good stuff off him. Um, didn't always agree with his style of coaching and didn't always, uh, get along, uh, but. <laughs> Any sprays?
0: Any any memorable sprays that he gave you? I mean, he's back in coaching now. It's pretty interesting being back at St Kilda. Yeah,
1: it's it's quite weird actually to see him now, um, back with the top job. And yeah, a few sprays. Everyone gets a few. Uh, I was pretty, probably pretty lucky not to get any really bad ones. There's one that does stick in my mind. I'm sure he wouldn't remember it because uh, he gives a fair few out. But I reckon it was my second or third game maybe, and I. I think it was maybe Rory Lobb went to pick up the ball when I was running past him and I he sort of fumbled it and I got past the contest, which is sort of a big no no in footy. Like keep stay in the eyes yeah. of the player and don't run past the contest because then you can't defend. Anyway, I knew I made the mistake, but didn't think too much of it. Came onto the interchange bench and then he gets me on the phone and just rips <laughs> me for it. Which I felt was pretty harsh. But at the same time, like he was pretty good at like instilling you know, lessons into you and, and making sure that you didn't make the same mistake twice. And, um, yeah, was certainly a good coach in that aspect. Um, but, yeah, it's quite nerve-wracking getting a spray, especially in your first year or two. Oh,
0: yeah, it would be, yeah. especially, like, if you didn't think it was that bad yourself. Yeah. Did it take you long to sort of adjust, to, I guess, the professionalism and just lifestyle as an AFL player?
1: Uh, for me, not really. So I know there's a lot of guys that do struggle with the transition. Often they come out of school and it's you go from yeah I guess in school and you live at home with your parents sort of doing everything for you for those guys that are privileged and then you come into the system and you get so much attention from everybody you start earning some good money and um, it's a big change and you can definitely get caught up in it but I think because I was able to live you know working three part-time jobs and studying at uni and playing state league footy for a few years it sort of grounded me and um yeah never got ahead of myself um I guess with the AFL lifestyle and I still don't and yeah, I think it holds me in good stead. So now the transition, the, there are certain aspects that were challenging, but, um, the professionalism I've always, um, yeah, been super professional with how I go about it. And often sometimes too serious. People tell me to lighten up a little bit. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah.
0: Cause that like brings into, I guess, thought about the, the draft age, right? Cause there's guys like you mm-hmm. who, uh, you know, it probably helps, but then again, there are 18 year olds ready to go. Um, mm-hmm. 2020 came along and many thought you were actually the first player to get COVID in the AFL, which was false. But then you had a stress fracture in your back and couldn't play any games. How do you reflect back on such a strange year?
1: Yeah, uh, 2020 is probably one of the harder years of my life, to be honest. It was um, obviously quite interesting and and challenging for many, just with COVID. Uh, But yeah, it was quite actually a funny experience now to look back on it, Um, being potentially the first player to have COVID. I. Was pretty certain I didn't have it. I just had a bit of a cold, but we had a pretty, uh, not paranoid, but a pretty conservative doctor at the time. And he was like, just go get tested just in case. Because I'd been to China, I reckon, about two months before that. Yeah, right. I was like, there's no chance I've brought it back from two months ago. But anyway, I just kind of went along with it and went and got tested. And then the word had got out that I'd gone and got a COVID test. And then that, as you know, through social media, pretty quickly turns into he might have it or he's got it. And then when the result came back negative, it was actually a disappointment to many through the media who uh, were probably hoping that I had it because it'd be a good story. Um, but it was weird because all my housemates, I was living with like four other guys at the time. They all had to leave. Uh, so I was just in the house by myself with a cold and uh, I had people like um, calling me nonstop. stop um, trying to find out what's going on. And, probably
0: thought you were dying or something. <laughs> yeah,
1: it was uh, a bit full on, but yeah, quite funny to look back on. Is it, is it true you
2: also paid for a full fans membership that same year?
1: I did. Yeah. That's good from you. I forgot that I did that. Yeah. It was, well, it was a weird year. Um, A lot of people were hurting and, um, the club, so much uncertainty. So like you really, I thought I'd just try and do a little nice thing for someone just to keep their membership and, um, helps them and supports the club. So yeah, that wasn't hard to do, but yeah, it was a weird year. Uh, and then throw in the back stress fracture, which came out of nowhere. I uh, was literally uh started pre season, I think it was in December, and um went up for a mark, landed and it just cracked and I had no symptoms or anything before that. Mm. And little did I know from there that it mean a whole year out of the game, um, which was incredibly frustrating and there was a lot of it was a real roller coaster ride of trying to get back and then um sort of towards the end of that season, sort of season finished and didn't manage to play any games. so really had no idea whether I was going to be able to get back at all because when you go through such a big injury, your mind wanders and you start thinking about worst case. And, yeah, it was incredibly challenging. And, unfortunately, it's it it came back again this year. It was handled a lot better and I got back and played some more footy. But it's, unfortunately, just a bit of a continuous thing
0: that yeah, you've got to do- deal with. Yeah, it doesn't take much as well. Um, Champion Data rated you as an elite AFL player for your position this year. And um, a lot more pe- people probably recognised you. I guess for your impact than they might've done in the past. Um, and you know, when you did go out with injury, that was probably when they noticed it was it a real eye opener this year, um, of how people really rate you. Um, and uh, does it give you more comfort knowing that you do belong at the level?
1: Yeah, it's a good question. It's <laughs> the word elite gets thrown out at the club a bit. and It's a bit of a joke now, but in all honesty, it is nice recognition but I've always been valued highly at the club. And really that's all that matters. Like as soon as you start worrying about what other people think outside, um, you're in trouble because everyone's got their opinion. Some people will be spot on. Some people are going to be way off the mark. And unfortunately through the media, you're still going to get that as well. So people that are reading stories and stuff are going to be reading what I see as inaccurate sort of information or like really poor opinions. Um, so it was nice to get the recognition. Um, yeah, like I said, the club's always um given me that recognition on the inside, but to sit on the outside is nice. Um and it just feels like a bit of a, re- a bit of a reward for my work and and hopefully it sort of I guess gets more people on the outside valuing the things that teams value, the types of roles and players because it's you can't just yeah, have a team of stars and guys that just rack up the possessions and stuff and you see Still see, like, guys will rack up possessions, but their impact is pretty low um, or their disposal efficiency is really poor. So um, just putting value on those important things that helps teams win games, really.
2: Yeah, 100%. Well, Jack Ginevan, he was someone that got on a lot of players' nerves in season 2022. You copped a two-week suspension for a chicken wing tackle. on I mean, him. Did you feel
1: it was a bit harsh? Uh, no, I take responsibility for, you know, copping the two weeks. Um it was frustrating because I really didn't intend to do it at the time. Yeah. Like I remember it, he's obviously a very frustrating player to play against with how he plays for free kicks, gets yeah. low and tries to draw high free kicks. And some say it's part of the game. It's smart. Um, I don't believe it. I reckon it's not in the spirit of the game. So I try not to do it myself. Um, cause I reckon almost every player out there could do it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it was frustrating just because oh, I landed him with a really good tackle and he tried to do it, and I didn't get him high and I just went to give him a bit of lip into his ear, but in saying that, like I had my arm around his back, and then when I went to go and you know put a few words in his ear, I lifted his arm up like too yeah. high, and the footage looked pretty bad uh so that's kind of what what got me um but i mean didn't I don't think I even hurt him a little bit uh <laughs> so and then when you see kind of some of the things that people get suspended for and get less weeks um, yeah. for doing a more crude sort of act it's it can be frustrating but um oh, it is what it is like i dealt with it you got to take responsibility you can't make those sort of mistakes yeah. out there
0: so did you appeal it or did you let it go
1: no i didn't appeal it um pleaded guilty to it and yeah couple the two weeks oh
0: yeah probably the best thing to do you know the um well i, I suppose like they they can change their mind the Match review panel, but sometimes they are pretty set in their ways, and you probably wouldn't want to risk another week or so (laughs) on top of that. Yeah. Um, you made it back in time for finals this year from injury. We asked the same to Freddie, but what was I guess what did you feel as a player, um, with the emotion from the supporters and I guess the whole city as you guys just kept winning and um throughout the season and through especially through finals.
1: Yeah, it was a pretty cool feeling. You really actually felt the energy lift within the whole Freo army of people Mm. in the community. And that is a very, yeah, cool feeling because for a club like Ferrier that's never won a premiership and generally have such passionate fans that have been loyal for so long, they just want nothing more than a flag and, you know, and playing finals is, is the closest step towards that. So that was, that was awesome. At the same time as a player, you try and just stay in your own little bubble and, and focus on the game, not get caught up in it. But I generally think that Western Bulldogs game without the crowd, like it made a huge difference, no doubt. Um, we just weren't switched on. And then when you hear them erupt after a goal or two, and we're still like 30, 40 points down <laughs> and you generally see the dogs players, they lose confidence. They get nervous with the ball and then right. vice versa. You just gain more confidence. A hundred percent makes a big difference. Uh, so yeah, it was, it was awesome. And then I guess we copped the other side of it uh, against Collingwood. When you have about eighty, ninety thousand 90,000 supporters against you, but it was so good for us to experience this year. And especially for a young group, um, I'm sure you've heard lots of people sort of say that, but it it, it is 100% true and it would definitely put us in a better place for next year.
2: Yeah, so you reckon – oh, well, it's probably pretty obvious, but playing in a crowd that big at the MCG would help you guys in the future for sure, with confidence, playing on a big stage like that, you would think?
1: Yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah. I know, it's like, some people, you know, it gets talked about teams can be scarred from bad losses in big yeah. games and it can play on your mind, but I think it was – We sort of know. Like, you know you're good enough. It's just you have to be settled enough in a final. Like, Mm. the quicker you can settle and play your game, the better chance you are of winning. If it takes you, like, a quarter or a half just to settle in, then you're in trouble because good teams just put you to the sword. So, like, getting used to the crowd, I feel, or personally, next time around, it's not going to bother me one bit with a crowd that big.
0: I know, like, a lot of people wouldn't agree with this, but I reckon if the game was here for, like, Probably, well, probably a better chance of winning. Not that like you'd want that to happen because you want the experience away, but I guess like the home advantage is many, almost another player in itself. How many
2: times have like half the freeo list played in front of 90 plus exactly. thousand at the MCG? Oh, it's hardly happened. Yeah. Hardly yeah. happened for most of you guys on the list apart from say Fife, Mundy, yeah. the yeah. guys who played and Walters who played yeah. in that grand final in 2013. And yeah, very few. not come through, but you signed on till 2024, you must be... Feeling pretty settled, uh, both on and off the field as you're coming to your prime, so has Perth surprised you over the last couple of years?
1: Um, I love living in Perth to be honest. Good. It's a it's a cool place to live. I knew nothing about it when I got drafted at all. I actually thought Fremantle was like a huge city, to be honest. <laughs> like I had no idea. I'd been to Perth actually once before, uh, for a footy game, but yeah, didn't really see much. Um, but now lifestyle lifestyle's great. I, and I've, yeah, have settled in. Um, my partner is from here and I've uh, built like a big network of friends and people at the club and you know, I've been to uni here. I've, yeah, traveled around WA, I love it. So, um, can't complain really.
0: Yeah. It's good. Good. The go home factor hopefully isn't a thing during your career <laughs> then. Um, back to Melbourne, we believe in the coming days. Um, so what does the rest of the off season hold for you? Um, cause you've got a bit of everywhere this off season.
1: Yeah, I've been around a little bit. Um. No huge trip. I know a fair few of the boys have been to Europe and the US this year um, after not being able to leave through COVID, but been to New Zealand, went to Queenstown, did some skiing, got some snow, which was cool, and then went up to Bali with my partner. Pretty relaxing. First time I've been to Bali, actually, which... Apparently, it's a thing here that everyone's been to Bali if you're from Well, I don't,
0: I don't, like, it is a thing, but for some reason, I don't think there's been a time I can remember where so many people have gone to Bali at the same time. <laughs> yeah. I feel like so many people have gone to Bali in the last couple Dude, of months, whether it's, it's just because of COVID, like, being sort of over now. Yeah, well, I think it's just got back up and running. Like, I
1: think it was yeah. struggled for a while with COVID. Um, but yeah, that was really good. And then go got back to South Australia um, to meet up with a few mates. Uh, a lot of my closest mates from Frey are actually gone now, so I've got no mates at the club anymore. <laughs> but uh, they've either been traded or retired or delisted, so I caught up with a bunch of them, which was which was really nice. And then, yeah, Melbourne tomorrow just to see some family for a week and then back into pre-season again
0: comes quick. So yeah, out of the, I guess, first or fourth year players now, so you yeah, get finally. that extra week.
1: <laughs> Although, to be honest, I might head back early. You kind of like, you feel like you're falling behind if you're not, you know, sort of um, doing the same work, so I might get down and, Train with a few lads. Nice. Well,
2: move we on to the speed questions now just to get to know you. Yeah. First answer off your tongue. First one, pretty, you think's pretty simple. It's what we've got titled as the, on it for our run sheet, is your nickname. I'm assuming that's what we've got. Switter. Uh, yep, yeah, that's yeah. what we've got. There's a, f- yeah. Any yeah, there's a few ones. weird ones that go yeah. around though. I get that Cov,
1: cov a lot. Cov. So. Yeah, I think, I, I don't know if you would to listen, there's a podcast that the boys do at the club, yep. Griff Logan, Dave Mundy.
0: Won't be a thing now, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, and yeah, there's like this whole alter ego thing that my housemates used to run with that like, when I was like a bit flat at home and didn't want to talk to anyone, I was Kov. And when I was real up and about, I was Kowsk. It's just a play on my, <laughs> play on my last name because a bunch of people call it Switkowski and then people call it Switkowski. So... Um, it's a bit of a weird one for you. Yeah,
0: right. I imagine the name. Your name probably got spelled wrong a lot of times as well. Oh, way too many times. Yeah,
1: and it doesn't bother me that much. It bothers me a bit when like commentators and stuff get it wrong because it's kind of like your job you'd to get it, it right. It to be
0: like as well now yeah, you've been in people are learn, people
2: are learning the name off the, what the commentators say off TV as well. Yeah. What
0: the, that happens. Yeah. Things, so, um, but no, that. <laughs> uh yeah. Next, next <laughs> one. What's the first thing you'd buy if you won the lotto? Oh, a house. Yeah, that's pretty standard.
2: That's good answer. What would you be doing if you weren't playing AFL?
1: Maybe engineering. I've got an engineering degree. Oh. I don't really want to do it, but that's <laughs> maybe what I'd be doing.
0: <laughs> Tearing it up for Box Hill still. Uh, if, you, if you could have a meal with three people in the world, who are you picking? Oh, that's a great question.
1: Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. He's like my idol. I love him. He's just a freak. <laughs> yeah uh they'd probably choose someone like pretty weird <laughs> just to make it entertaining um if he was still alive, like Freddie Mercury, yeah, from Queen, yeah. yep, that would be cool and then lastly like uh. Barack Obama or someone like that. A just a Been few, a leadership yeah. well On the table, just a few different units. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> and just see how it goes. <laughs> yeah, that's a tough uh, question, though. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's probably
2: the first time we've had Steph Curry mentioned. So usually LeBron James or Michael Jordan. Mm. Yeah, I've gone the off the Yeah, not, yeah. <laughs> Putting the Lakers in a hole. Um, most use app on your phone.
1: I don't want it to be, but probably Instagram. Yep. Probably the one thing. I'm off most other social media apps if I get stuck on Instagram yep. a bit.
0: Dream holiday destination?
1: Iceland. Interesting.
0: First 1st we've had it. Alex yeah. Pierce just went there too and it looks really?
1: sick, so yeah. I'm jealous. Uh, most prized possession?
2: Um
1: Got a bunch of like photo books at home. I've started with my partner now, just like every year at the end of the year, we make like a book for the year. Yeah. Actually pretty cool. Like I love having hard copy photos over
0: like stuff on your phone, like digitally. Yeah. So yeah, Yeah. pretty valuable. It's good good to keep the memories. Uh, (laughs) There's a couple of stitch ups here. (laughs) Teammate most likely to rock up late to training. Oh, you probably heard it before. Definitely Matt Tabernar.
1: And he'll claim that he's on time even though he's like 10 minutes late. <laughs> <laughs> it happens all the time.
2: <laughs> all right, well, teammate, most likely to fall asleep in a team meeting.
1: Oh, maybe like Driz, Nathan O'Driscoll. <laughs> he's usually, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. He'd think, do something like that. I
0: think Freddie said Eric Benning, maybe. <laughs> <one>. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, yeah, not bad. He looks like he's sleeping sometimes. <laughs> Uh, favorite movie or actor? So you can pick one or the other here or if there's oh. one in both, I guess.
1: Well, m- Mostly growing up, Coach Carter was like one of my favorite movies, like epic, like cause a huge basketball guy growing up. And Samuel L. Jackson, he's like a big favorite. Um, yes. I'll stick with that. I can't think of too many more. Harry yeah, Potter as well. Those. I'm a sucker Harry for Harry Potter. Potter. Yeah, right. uh, winter or summer? Summer, easy. Yep. Beach or pool? Beach biggest pet peeve (laughs) people not indicating on the road. Oh, (laughs) yes, we've had that a couple (laughs) of times. It happens a lot in WA, too. It does,
2: I I hate it. Uh, yeah, where
0: where were we, Ethan? Me, me, yeah, yeah. a reality TV show show you could see yourself on. I can see myself on, yeah, (laughs) there's one. I feel like they're all, like, a loved ones. So yeah, like no. Well, can't... I was going to ask, are you a cooker?
2: My Kitchen Rules or chef could... No, maybe not
1: much of a cooker. Like, Survivor, Me- maybe? Oh, I'd love to do the block, but I can't really <laughs> mm. do much stuff. That's, but no, it looks that's, like got, be... that's
2: why you've got the uh, tradesman there. So, yes, yeah. nice plan.
1: Yeah, maybe the block. Yeah, nice. Uh, Xbox or PlayStation? PlayStation. FIFA or 2K? FIFA, easy. Perfect you... place... Oh, hang on. No, nah, you guys go, good. Perfect place for a date oh Mm. Must sound a bit lame. Like nice picnic in a nice park. King's yeah. Park's pretty good for that to be honest. Yeah.
2: It's nice. Good like, views. Is yeah. there anything like that over over East? Probably not park? with that not with that uh view. Yeah, okay.
1: Beautiful botanical gardens yeah. um in Melbourne. But King's Park's in the perfect spot. Yeah, it
0: it's is. pretty good. It's good. Where did you pop the question, by the way? Because you know,
1: I was—it's like kind of related,
0: if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Perfect place all, for a date.
1: All pretty simple, down in Margaret River, just at a winery, um, so we just had a nice lunch and stuff, and then just found a little nice spot.
0: Nice. Perfect place for a date. Yeah, yeah, it was good actually. Last one. Favorite podcast.
1: Oh, is this set up just to give you boys a pump up or? <laughs> uh, what, do I listen, what do I listen to?
0: Old boy, young buck.
1: That was good. I listened to a few episodes. I do like podcasts. I kind of like it to like learn stuff. So I listen to like serious ones. Yeah. Like I, there's like an Australia's Investors podcast or something <laughs> that <Yeah. laughs> I actually love it because I don't know like didn't learn anything like that at school, and it's yeah. like the easiest way to learn stuff. Yeah. It's a bit of a boring answer, but that's actually probably...
0: uh, Heaps of people into, like, crime ones. Yeah. I've noticed, like, there's a lot of, like, crime ones that people are into and, like, those sort of things. I do, like, a crime-like show, like a doco on Netflix or something. It's quite good. Yeah, it is popular.
2: Uh, All right, Instagram Q&As. At Bray and Ethan on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Just Bray Ethan on TikTok. Uh, First one from Cam Davies, 007. Is it hard for shorter guys to make it? (laughs)
1: <laughs> it's harder, but it's, you can do it. Like you just have to be incredibly good at like, you know, your role and what you yeah. do. So you are kind of a little
0: bit disadvantaged. Like you are probably not as versatile, but nah, you, you can make it for sure.
1: sure.
2: Take notes, Ethan. Yeah, I will. <laughs> uh,
0: Frio memes, fondest memory of your career so far? Oh, <laughs> that's uh
1: yeah, it's a tough question. Fondest memory of my career. Oh, I mean, apart from like when you get drafted, like your first game, the build-up of that whole week is unreal. So I remember getting a call from Chris Bond, who was our footy manager at the time. I knew it was a chance to play, but I didn't think I was. And as soon as you get that phone call, um, and uh, they say that you're going to play your first game for the club, and then the whole week of getting someone present your jumper, and then. Getting I got I think all my mates and my family across the Perth, like that's probably yeah, my fondest memory. Very nice. Uh Aiden Lucas underscore.
2: How does it feel to be the fastest in the league? <laughs> <laughs> Is that true? Probably
1: not. Oh, cool, <laughs> uh yeah, well I try. Like I said, if you're small, you've got to be fast or <laughs> yeah. else you'll be struggling. So uh if I am the fast well, I'm definitely not the fastest in the league, but if there's a stat that's got me as the fastest, then I'll take
0: it. That's unreal. Should be in the uh, grand final sprint that they do every year, maybe get the I call actually up got the call-up this year. But you said no?
1: Way too afraid with my hamstrings to do it in yeah. the off-season, to be honest. Yeah. You declined? Wow. Uh, who, who did it for you guys? I think Carl Warner I think ended Carl up doing did it. it. Carl, yeah. right, yeah. it's a bit hard sometimes with the timing to get guys across and yeah. stuff. They do look after you, but yeah, I, maybe one day. But at the moment with my body, it's just not something.
0: I uh, uh, you declined it because you wanted to give the guys other chance to win. Well, apparently Eric <laughs> apparently Eric Hipwood was the, is the fastest player in the AFL, followed by Ethan Hughes. Well, what is that like? How's wow. that measured? Is it just well, like kilometers per hour?
1: Yeah, we got the GPSs inside. So, yeah, be able to
0: measure it. Right? Yeah. Uh this Telstra tracker. <laughs> Telstra <the> tracker. <laughs> this one's from Nash underscore Kennelly. Who's your favourite player to play alongside? Oh, I love playing with Lockie
1: Schultz. He's probably my favourite. Um, he's just like so hard at it, and having someone in the forward line as well that also like pressures real hard and does all those defensive acts. Um, and he's a real humble guy, like he's not cocky and never gets ahead of himself. So, I uh, yeah, I love playing with him. It's weird cause like, I'm not really, I don't really catch up with him much outside of the club. Like we get along well, but we're not like close mates, but there's always some people like that that you just love playing with though. Yeah. So it's kind of like an on
0: field thing. Sometimes it's like he's, Good to get like some recognition for him as well because he's been doing that for a little bit. And yeah, he got um, I think got the Ross or the Glenn Allen Medal this year, which is pretty mm. good to see. Mm. Yep.
2: Uh, Bodie Derek eleven. Does pineapple belong in a pizza?
0: Yes, absolutely. Interesting. What about you, Ethan? Uh, to a degree, like not too much, but I'd probably say yes. But like sometimes there's a lot on it, and I'm like, nah. <laughs> so I'd say yes, but you can't. What about you? No, not at all.
2: Ah, I'm not a fan.
0: All right, just not it's not It's not really the Italian way to do it. Is it to put pineapple on pizza. I feel like it was yeah. introduced elsewhere, mm-hmm. but I do like
1: it.
2: Yeah, I agree with that as well. That statement.
0: Uh, Callan Dono underscore fifty seven. How is your balance so damn good? My balance. Yeah. I guess like on the field, on the field. Yeah, I'm assuming <laughs> so. Uh
1: No, it's a yeah. It's a fair question. It's I don't know things like that. I think just came naturally a lot of basketball growing up which i think helps you stay low to the ground mm. and um was always yeah like with ball handling and quite agile like i'm actually not that quick over a large distance but for some reason i don't know whether it was just the genes that i got through my parents or just developed as i was younger but like agility and balance just always came to me
0: i feel like there's so many guys who played basketball and footy and had to like choose or it like Believe it or not, I guess it's, the skills are somewhat transferable in a way. Yeah,
1: like, yeah, for sure. It's pretty common, isn't it? Um, yeah, I actually just saw something. Was, saw a video earlier. It was Josh Giddy apparently was a gun football. Yeah, yeah, I saw that as well. I heard that as well. And
0: yeah. Uh, yeah, but it happens. Happens heaps. Um, yeah. It's, yeah, I guess like rebounding and just like it's awareness as well. I reckon like core like awareness, hand-eye hand yeah. coordination, yeah. ball handling. So I can handball, but I can't kick. <laughs> Uh, Zach Blazevich.
2: What course did you do at university?
1: Yeah, so I did a bachelor of environmental engineering. Yep. Did it for a few years before Freo, and then finished it off. Yep. Uh, and I'm starting a business admin uh, post grad course next year.
0: That's good. Big focus on uh getting uh doing something away from the club. Yeah, well, I mean, you have to. Ross had it. I know that. I've had stories. Yeah. no,
1: nah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Frio, though, is like, I reckon has been one of the best at it um, in terms of getting guys to do stuff. Because you have to, like, even Dave Mundy, like, you have the, one of the best careers out of anyone ever. You still have to work for another, like, 30, 40 years of your life. Yeah. So, and you can't just have your whole identity being a footballer, like, or else it's just a roller coaster. So, yeah, you got to do some other stuff. 100%. All oh,
2: right, we'll head over to that quiz now. Uh, Ten questions to come your way, possible eighteen points, uh, and we'll go through the, some, well, a bit of the leaderboard now for you, just to give you an <laughs> idea of where some people sit. Uh, Greg Clark, he got seventeen out of eighteen, absolute footy nuffy, that's
1: impressive. That's a, that's a Carl Warner got twelve, he's a nuffy too, St. Kilda fan. still <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Frederick, Frederick's on eleven. Pretty good. Um, And then
2: to what we, there's heaps of guys in between, but the lowest we've had is nine. Shane Woden and Josh Gibkis both got nine. So yeah, right. If you,
1: well, I'm not a footy enough yet at all, so let's
2: see how we go then, shall we? <coughs> all right, well, question number one, hopefully you can get this. What is your height and weight on the Freo website slash AFL website?
1: <laughs> I'm going to say 179 centimetres. And 74 kilos.
0: Perfect start. Nice. From one, even though I don't think that's what I am now. But Yeah, they always change it up or down. Yeah. Uh, how many AFL games have you played and a bonus point for how many oh, goals you've God. kicked? Uh, <laughs> I know it's in the 40s. Um,
1: I lost track towards the end of this year. Oh, God. Probably something I should know. I don't know. Most <laughs> players would know that. I'm going to go like
0: 44 games. And, nah, dang it. 46. And how many goals? Mm, like 31. Oh, one. Close. 27. 27. Not too bad. You guess. But no point yeah, so, like
1: Round four, you could
2: be bring up the 50-game milestone. So... Congrats if you get, to, you get there in round four. Uh, <laughs> at if, this if rate, it'll take me a long time. <laughs> if it comes in a couple of weeks later, then it's all right. Still got there. Uh, question number three. You You're ranked first at Freo for forward half pressure champion data points this year and second in the whole of the AFL. Who's the Collingwood player that was above you? What was
1: it? Forward half pressure. Yeah. Uh. Yep. uh... Go blank
0: If you want a clue This guy Well not arguably It's kind of true He kind of cost Freo A top four spot I guess on multiple occasions By kicking winning goals In some <laughs> games Yeah That's wigging me out I can't think <laughs> It's not helping me yeah. Um, Goal Just
1: think of Collingwood
2: small forwards Go after the Siren Get a couple of late Late goals To win not, not not against Freo No. Nah.
1: Oh, yeah, like, Jamie Elliott. Yeah, there you go. You really had to help me out there. <laughs> I probably should
2: we'll have done that too. Up, <laughs> uh, two points now, so we're,
0: we're moving. Number four, who wore the number 39 before you at Frio? I think I know it. Josh DeLuca.
2: Yes, nice. Sure do. That's a good get. And Obviously went to Carlton, Carlton yeah. for six months, I think. It was mm. stiff to get delisted after the first six months of mid-season contract. Yeah, very stiff. Uh, three points up for grabs here. So you need that name, each one, uh, name the three teams. You've never individually beaten in your career. Three teams you've never beaten.
1: Interesting. Um, Richmond. Um, uh, does it count if I've never played them either? Cause I don't reckon Just never individually beaten Gold Coast. That's not on the list. Oh, I don't think I've ever played Gold Coast before. Yeah, so the don't. one team i played.
2: Yeah, so there you go. There's one you've never played. Ah, sorry. But All right. but so you got still got two more you've never beaten that you've actually yeah. played against.
1: Uh, would have to be.
2: Give a hint?
0: Yeah, they all, all
2: Victorian All clubs. Victorian clubs, yeah. <laughs> so you know, Richmond. Yeah. School they um,
1: They're both Victorian. Melbourne? One. one? Yeah. One more. And then. Beaten Collingwood, beaten Hawthorne. Beaten Carlton. Beating the Dogs. Beating Geelong. Mm. So I'm forgetting someone. Beat Uh beaten North. <laughs> <laughs> not named what, is that named? Was this there. one team just not coming to me? Was uh, <laughs> this so hard? Austin oh, Kilda. Yes. yes. Oh, that that's a bad beat too. <laughs> <laughs> I played them a bit too. That's yeah. That's, right. that's flattening. Oh, we're, we're we're up
2: to six now. Yeah. So all three possible points there took t- took time, but we got yeah, there. You give me plenty of time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. So, <laughs> your highest disposals ever in a waffle game is also the same number as your highest disposals in an AFL game. How many disposals is this? Mm, 19. <coughs> ah. Did you know that, or was that? I feel like you knew that. Answer yeah,
1: well, I had a good idea because. I just know because I don't think I've ever hit 20. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So (laughs) I would have no idea about waffle stats though. So, yeah. Uh,
2: Question number seven. True or false, you're the only player to ever been drafted from Box Hill to Frio. And if
1: false, who's the other player for a bonus point? That would be false.
2: Yep, so there's one.
1: And Sam Collins. Bang. The other one. I'm good mates with him. Well. Used to be when we played Box Hill. So, yeah, that was an easy one. Yeah.
0: Doing on, pretty well. Nine
1: now. now. should have kept him.
0: Okay, number eight. Which team have you got your only Brownlow vote against? GWS. Dang. Yeah. Well, I feel like, I like, one. Pep like Brownlow votes for questions, players are always going to, like, yeah, usually no. They don't come often for small forwards. <laughs> or for me, at least. <laughs> <laughs> GWS is also the team you've had
2: your... Most amount of Super Coach points for oh. in a game. What year was this game in? Against JWS, he had
1: dominated Super Coach. Uh, I'm gonna go twenty
0: twenty one. <coughs> yeah, probably was the same game. Bradley, right? yeah, it was. I reckon. So what are we on? Eleven. Yeah, okay, very good. Here. Okay, so this one's a Who Am I? Okay. Basically, we read out the birthday. Nothing else. If you get on the birthday, it's five points. So we just go down and down and okay. But you can get unlimited guesses um, in a reasonable amount of time. So, All right, then we'll move so go on. until
2: you got nothing left, and then we'll move, read the next line. We right. down the order. Yeah.
0: So the birthday is: I was born on the twenty-second of April, nineteen ninety-eight. Lloyd Meek. Oh, <laughs>
1: let's go. <laughs> he knows
0: let's go. as well.
1: How many points for that? Five. That's uh, You've know, Got sixteen. <laughs> You're second. That's huge. That's yeah, great. he's like my best mate. So yeah,
2: it's good. Wow. So you do you do have a mate in the? Uh... Well, he's gone now, yeah, mate. Gone. Oh yeah,
0: that's right. <laughs> sorry, forgot
2: that he's gone. <laughs> yeah, that's well, right. yeah,
0: the rest of that was picked up in the fourth round of the 2017 draft as well. Yeah. I was gonna write like four picks before like you, but I, if you got to that point, I was like, you're gonna get that. So yeah, I have, to, have to say, 69. Um, didn't debut until 2021. 15 games of AFL so far, but it was recently traded and won Peel's best and first this season. Yeah. So.
1: The 15 games thing and stuff I probably wouldn't
0: help me that much. With, yeah.
1: But there you go. Birthday. Hope he listens. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, there's... We we have some sure. backup questions in case... Well, I thought we we're actually going to have to use one of these because when we... um. Box Hill question came up in here with Sam Collins. Bray right? asked at the start of the episode, did, was anyone else drafted from, from Box Hill on yeah. that night? And I was like, oh, no, he's ruined <laughs> the quiz question. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. But um, we'll, uh, we can ask you these questions. No, no points. I didn't ruin it? it. I asked. Wait, I know. I know you did, I did, but I thought you were going to. I thought. Okay. Mm, <laughs> don't don't talk about that too much. <laughs> but um, there's some questions on here. Besides Optus Stadium, which ground have you played the most at, which also happens to be the same ground you've kicked your second most amount of goals at? Um
1: What was the first part? Of the set I've played.
0: So, besides Optus, yeah, which ground have you played um, the most at? Which also happens to be the same ground you've kicked your second most. Uh, probably Marvel. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Marvel. We always get sent to Marvel over the G usually.
2: Yep. Happens with all the WA sides. I can free on West Coast. Probably lucky to get two games each mm. at the MCG mm. throughout the whole year. There's another one as well. Do we want to go? Yeah,
0: why not? It's it's there. Might might stumble him, this one.
2: (laughs) From the Freo 2022 list, who is the player closest to you in age? Ooh. This is is research. It's fine. It's here, Ethan.
0: Yeah, you've gone to great lengths. (laughs) Not really, to be honest. Just went on the Freo website and just clicked on each player.
1: I reckon, (laughs) so obviously, it's no one I was drafted with. I was drafted older. I think my first draft that I missed was when Connor, Connor Blakely, Darcy Tucker,
2: no, again,
1: Ethan Hughes. They got to be close. Probably are. Yeah, probably it's Luke Ryan. Yeah. Luke Ryan,
0: yeah, there you go. Interesting. You are, but lucky that one goes. Well, that didn't really matter because you got sixteen. So <laughs> very good effort there. So if you've just clicked through the whole list and just gone, no, nah, but I kind of like you. Kind of know like roughly how. Yeah. So I didn't have to go on like Nat Five. Like you know what I mean. Like I didn't have to like yeah. click on every player. It was like yeah. that sort of age bracket. Yeah, and, Listen, that is some effort. Alright,
2: anyway, not bad takes you to second on the leaderboard. So you take that. I take it. Uh, you yeah. always help me out at the start a little bit. Most start. JB Elliott or I forgive myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, that's uh, all we've got time for. Twitter appreciate your time as always. Obviously it's a massive busy period of your uh, year. I guess you could say almost as busy as probably in season. You've probably got more downtime during the season than you do at the moment with all your traveling yeah, you're doing and that's all right. everything you're doing, but appreciate you for finding some time for us. Today and uh, all the best for season twenty twenty three. No worries, thanks for having me, lads. Ethan, we'll be back next week, of course. Uh episodes just keep pumping out, uh until pretty much the end of year. Yeah. Got plenty Different plenty doing of... on a Monday, I'll say that. <laughs> a, a Monday afternoon. First time I reckon we've done a potty on a Monday. But yeah. five stars
0: on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Just like the uh yeah, the champion data rates elite for Twitter, so yeah. may as well give it <laughs> elite for us. Yeah, as well, <laughs> it makes sense. Yeah, uh, make sure you follow the socials at Brian Ethan on pretty much every
2: social media platform, but but TikTok where it's just Bray Ethan. But uh, Ethan, I'll catch you again next week. Uh, always great chatting. We'll be back next time here on the Brian Ethan podcast.